0: I'm curious to see how this is going to
1: work with the sink. <laughs> <laughs> well, going
0: to be a oh, oh, okay. So you're just going to leave me hanging? I just left you. I, you just I left me hanging. like I don't know the rest of the words. It's just Mando Monday over <laughs> and over. Again. Yeah, well, I forgot them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's only two words.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Repeatedly, I forgot after two. Uh,
0: I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, and I'm joined by, as always, our Jedi Master JD. Howdy, howdy and Via Holonet, the men who puts man in the Mendoza. Menudo?
2: I got a big Mendoza. Why are, I don't know what that why, means. Why are we talking about Menudo? <laughs> Ricky Martin, man. Ricky Martin. <laughs> Drew Bangs!
0: Um, Zangs, Drew Bangs! Drew Bangs. <laughs> I like how we went to two different <laughs> Ricky Martins, But it wasn't his main song. <laughs> right.
1: Oh, that's delightful.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, this is the show about uh, the Mandalorian. Is it? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes.
1: Uh, Drew, how are you doing, co cool. awesome. Uh It's been a rough day, but I'm good. I'm sorry I can't be there in person, but this is what we got.
2: Yeah, we got him on Holonet. His, his, from what I hear, his car is worse than the Razorcrest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's only fitting that it happened this episode, this week, because I was stranded.
2: So, question, did, like, Law enforcement or anything come help look at you and go nah screw you we gone Yep. <laughs>
1: just, to, just
2: let you stay by the side of the road they
1: literally slowed down got into the, saw that I was doing uh, changing the tire and then drove off
2: nice just like the new republic right but if he was a lady they'd help <laughs> well yeah. Titties. I'm it? sorry, PG-13. I, I think titties is a PG-13 <laughs> word. Is it medical medical term? Right. Sure. Yeah. That's yeah. What, that's the <laughs> that's what's in Gray's Anatomy's book. <laughs> right. 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 And this is how. Which page is Yeah, that's exactly right. Let me turn to the page
1: with the titties on.
2: <laughs> like, index T, baby. Index T, best. Part of learning to draw. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dude, do you mean circle, we can make them any size? Dot,
2: right? <laughs> what, true?
1: I said circle, circle, dot, dot.
0: Cut that cootie shop now up I in here.
1: Shop. Yeah. yeah
0: uh so we got uh, uh we got some announcements before we start the episode how about that Ooh! so uh, i was on the uncle henry show uh yesterday last night and we talked all things star wars and other cool stuff and it was a blast and i did a shout out to this show to this show actually in particular like the one you're listening to right now <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun we uh, uh we gave uh uncle henry a baby yoda he hates baby yoda What's wrong with why does he not like Kevin? Because he, he doesn't like Muppets. He, oh. had a, he had a rant about Muppets, which was excellent. And um, uh, among the highlights were, you know, since, you know, you know, whole Mopcast Network, our whole thing's about celebrating fandom. He had 10 things he wishes I was a fan of. Okay. And then he had 10 th- ways he could fix Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely watch out for that, for those. They'll be. um. Uh, links uh, to the show on our show notes, but it was it was a good time. And I want to thank out to uh, uh, Deep Fried Studios and Uncle Henry and Johnny G- Gwynn for having me on, and you know Stephanie from um, Call Movie Cantina joined me toward the end of it, and uh, it was real fun. We had a blast. So cool, uh, it's really good. Speaking of Stephanie, um, November is uh, Men's Health Care Month. November, um, she's a big proponent of, of of that charity. Her father died of pre- uh, prostate cancer a few years back, and so she is. You know, this is her number one cause for the year. Uh, um, Her being a member of Mopcast, and we've we've taken that up as our our charity of the year for the last few years. And so, uh, you know, men's health is very very important. You all three of us here are dudes, right? (laughs) Or at least we all three identify as dudes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's it. and so, uh, you, know, you know, you go out there and, you know, you know, get checked, make sure, make sure everything's working. Um, and also, you, you know, mentally, you know, check up on your dudes. 2020 has been rough. So, you know, Shit. and dudes are like, I mean, come on, we're all like uh, stoic <laughs> and and stuff. <laughs> and so we don't generally we don't like to talk about things. So, um, you know, just just kind of ask what your dudes are. You guys OK? Everybody, everybody good over here? I know you've had a shitty day. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, it's been a it's been a real shitty day, but whatever is what it
0: is. Well, just know I love you, man. It got better. I love you too. out great. I love you too, and but you're doing okay. Oh, You've thanks, had a rough guys. day, kind of.
2: I had a rough day. I'm this week has been a rough week, right? Into top of a rough year, and I'm just kind of over p- people that aren't my friends. I got gotcha. you, but <clears throat> since we're here and we're talking about it. um, I'm actually doing better than I have in a while. Good. Because I've now finished a month on Wellbutrin, mm-hmm. so I'm actually fighting depression with medicine. See, look so, um, It can be done. It can be done. I've, I've leveled out a little bit. I'm not getting super sad anymore which is nice <laughs>
0: which is the bane of creative people
2: right, right? <laughs> to be creative you have to be
0: depressed i don't uh, I, I don't see happy you know creative people doesn't work that well way.
2: It, like i was in this weird cycle where i'd like i'd want to be creative and i want to do stuff and then i just sit there and not do it because
1: why right. what's the point is i mean that, it's, it's it's horrible 100 percent been there it, it is it's a terrible cycle but you know that's where the that's where the one good thing comes from is the is the fact that i struggle with such depression um So one good thing is just a reminder to myself about, like, hey, man, no matter how bad your day is, it's just one good thing away from, you know, being better.
0: Awesome. And that's true. That's true. But uh, so uh, this year's fundraiser for us is we're going to do... uh the couple Movie cantina is doing a live podcast and we're gonna I, I think we're gonna broadcast it live as well uh at uh poindexter's here in mobile um right across from south alabama it's a great little bar so something that stephanie and i have been hanging out with the last few weeks doing karaoke we love them we love them out there um we're gonna watch roadhouse, <laughs> roadhouse. And, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about roadhouse so roadhouse is gonna be the movie um i've got roadhouse prizes so um, and there'll be giveaways and ways to to donate. So it's going to be pretty awesome. So cool. uh, so that's November twentieth. It's going to be six thirty. It's a Friday, and afterwards we're going to do karaoke because that's what we do. <laughs> so it'll be a, so. I invite everyone to come out there and uh, give it to a good cause, and you know, have some fun. Talk about Roadhouse. Roadhouse is a great movie. Absolutely, Patrick Swayze, man, and um, the guy with the mustache, <laughs> Sam Elliott. <laughs> Sam Elliott, who hasn't <laughs> aged in thirty years. No, no, no. It's the mustache keeps him young. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's when he came he's out. Like he was born with a mustache and he just looks like that. It's sure. like his first sentence was beef, it's what's for dinner. <laughs> <And
2: it's>, uh, <laughs> now I heard the jingle too, like the, the cat <laughs> beef it's what's for dinner. Beef beef what's for dinner.
1: It's what's for dinner.
2: <laughs> what's
0: yeah, for dinner. Um other thing I'd like to announce, so uh in the end of this month, uh I am launching a new podcast called uh Boulder Free Zone. Radio, a Stephen King The Stand podcast. It's a very long title. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of The Stand. It's a great book. It's a really cool mini series, and CBS All Access is fixing and doing a new version of the show. And so I have a co host, uh, Dr. Ann Guzzi, who's been on the uh, cult movie Cantina with us before. She is an English professor at South. I mean, she's a legit doctor, and <laughs> she got that PhD. And uh, she's she's gonna add some class to the network. Okay. <laughs> and, and so she teaches a class on horror. She's great, and uh, we're gonna have guest stars, uh, guest hosts throughout the, the the run. So we're gonna the plan is to do four weeks of the mini series each we'll do each part of the mini series every week and then start with the uh do a weekly recap like we do on Mandalorian uh, on on Manda Mondays uh for the stand so uh that'll be uh, happening at the end of the month so look out for that before <laughs> we go into uh this week's episode can we talk briefly about last week's episode sure again um drew and his ultimate just being amazing oh, yeah. and as awesome as he is pulled some strings paid off some people (laughs) slipped the bouncer a fiver and uh (laughs) got us uh i'm gonna call it an exclusive because i haven't seen this anywhere else yet so
1: it's uh yeah according to uh the gentleman involved he said that this was a an exclusive in the in the back and forth, he said this. I'll I'll give you a story to remember. Is what he said.
0: And so he does. So we have um, here uh, a brief message from W Earl Brown, who was the Weequay mm-hmm. bartender. Who was on. He was also uh, uh, Dan on um, Deadwood. He's been in lots of other things, and he's just you you, you come to find out in this little inner, little segment he does uh, that he's a huge Star Wars fan. So uh, we're going to listen to the audio now Um, uh, on you look at the show notes and see the video that comes along with it. And uh, uh, thank you, Drew, for arranging this and making this happen. And uh, thank you, Earl, for uh, for for hanging out with us for a little bit. So uh, we're going to play it now.
3: Hi, I'm W. Earl Brown, and I've been asked to give a shout out to Drew and J.D. and Scotty and all you folks over at Star Wars Life where you sit around and talk about the Mandalorian. Uh, now, since you called yourself a bunch of blurgsuckers, I'm going to guess that you are fans or are at least familiar with Deadwood. So the casting of Olafant and myself in the Marshall episode, um, as, as Tim and I like to put it, welcome to Mos Pelgo. it can be combative. Or another favorite line was, these are not the fucking droids you're looking for, cocksucker. Uh, So, anyway, since uh, it's a western and outer space, it was a perfect melding of our worlds. Now, I have been asked to give a a little anecdote about my time on Mandalorian. If you follow my Twitter, you've seen the story I wrote about getting cast, and, and there's a lot of info in that. But here's a little tidbit that was not in my Twitter feed. I've known Jon Favreau since I started out in Chicago. He and I were there at the same time as struggling young actors... He and I were always auditioning for the same beer commercials and truck commercials and what have you. Whatever came across Chicago, I would usually see him in the audition room. So we sort of got to know one another. Um, Our paths still cross over the years. The last time I saw him, prior to Mandalorian, uh, he was doing the Jungle Book on the same studio lot that we were doing uh, True Detective. And he and Vince Vaughn are really tight, so he would come over and hang out with Vince and vice versa. So I would see him... Uh, occasionally on the lot But so I got a call out of the blue About being cast and, and being a Star Wars freak Since I was 14 years old I jumped at the chance So I go there And I have to be uh, do a, a screen test For the makeup So I'm in the full makeup And everything And they put a cloak over me And they had to have an escort with me To move me between They were so super secretive About no one getting any photos Or any idea That there's going to be a week way show up in the series. So uh, we finished and they said, well, we have to get clearance from Mr. Favreau. So we're gonna have to take you over to the production offices. So, all right, so I, I go over and there's a, a group that meets us in the elevator. And again, I'm, I'm hooded so no one can see me. We go up to the top floor, we go to the corner office and there's like a phalanx of assistants. There's like seven or eight people, and they're waiting for Mr. Favreau to have a break. Uh, he and Mr. Faloni are, are meeting, so they find a moment. They're gonna bring me in, so I'm ushered in. All of the assistants are standing behind us, and there's John and I face to face. And he's looking at the makeup, and he's giving them notes about shading and whatnot. And and uh, he's in real close. And I look him in the eye, and I went, "Dude, him." Like a 12-year-old kid, Favreau goes, (laughs) So, you see, um, it's not just the people that are watching the show that are rabid fans. It is also the people that are making the show that are rabid fans. And that's what makes Mandalorian so fucking good. So, this is the way.
0: How freaking cool was That's that? So awesome! It was so <laughs> good. You know
1: my fa- my favorite part is uh, I had to be careful since I'm recording at home. But my favorite part is being called a cocksucker by Dan. For right? Like, <laughs> 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 uh, and then he calls us blurg blurg suckers, blurg suckers, uh, and he and he shouted out the show like we need to open with that man. That's fantastic.
0: <laughs> and we should add that to the to, to the list.
2: Start next week. That
1: shouldn't be a problem yeah,
2: I'm, at all. I'm, <laughs> i just talk here. You do the word, you, you do the technical <laughs> stuff. It may happen. Yeah, I
1: know it's it's like we pile it all on to Scotty. I'm like, here you go, Scotty, figure it out. And I <laughs> figure it out. One you one.
2: said you're a producer. Produce.
0: Yes, yes, <laughs> that's what I do. I produce. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it's it's really fun to see that the the people involved are truly having fun. And oh I, yeah. And I get that. I mean, it, which is great. Which it shows in the you know it it, it shows in the episodes how how much fun it must be to play in that sandbox literally these last two episodes yeah, last two episodes, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, you know well it comes through i feel like i feel like it comes through in in the performances you know and that and that's one thing that, that earl said even in the piece just how close he was to obviously that's pre-covid uh, how close he was to uh favreau like that sort of um those relationships and having that energy on set and that positivity and that emotion it's coming through man It's coming through in every episode There's no doubt about it I even feel like I, I, This is something I was going to bring up later But I'll bring it up now I, I honestly feel like there's actually a little more pep In Pedro's voice under that helmet nowadays I think in the voiceover recordings He sounds a little bit happier Is that just me?
2: Well so I actually noticed that in this chapter um, And I don't know I mean I, I don't know if it's subconscious That he's he's happier But I think it's I don't, I, 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 I want to give him the benefit and say it's a conscious decision because he's becoming, I don't want to say softer because he's still a badass, but he is taking care of this child. Maybe he is being more accepting. Like he and, he and what was, uh what was, um, Oliphant's name? Cobb.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, Cobb-, yeah, Cobb. I mean,
2: they, they became buddy buddy pretty quick. Um, I mean, I know there's a time jump at some point in there, but yeah, but, but they were. I mean, and they fought together, which <laughs> always helps.
0: In Oliphant's defense, it's easy to become his friend. Yeah, I mean,
1: I mean, it's yeah. it is absolutely he's, justified he's if very, you
0: become his friend. <laughs> right?
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> I am a diehard fan of his friendship. You know what? Let's just catch and release
0: this conversation and move it to somewhere else.
2: <laughs>
1: well done. Uh, <laughs> We gonna we're, remember catching a catch and
2: release That's alright We're beating this blurg with the deadwood. wood <laughs> okay.
0: Don't make me scream
1: Four <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright We should be gone with this conversation in 60 seconds
1: Okay Okay Alright <laughs> You know I
0: need to lose that's some weight. Line. I need to that do that Santa a Cruz run, diet <laughs> Santa Clarita Santa Clarita One of those, Is it Santa
2: Clarita I think it's Santa Clarita I never diet. watched it yeah. I haven't either Santa Clarita <laughs> And i
0: tried <laughs> it was a good run thank that you was thank a very I'm, prou- good run. I'm proud of us <laughs> um but yeah it, it, i i think i, I kind of agree with you on um din jarns like he's i think he's really kind of becoming a dad i think he's like i'm either gonna find this kid or i'm stuck with him yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna and he's He's right now too little to be like to hold a blaster. And
2: so, but he could certainly murder babies.
1: He does not murder a baby. I'll take like maybe one. What? Oh, you. No, no, no. This episode, he is a complete baby murderer. He is not. <laughs>
2: Wait, well, this this is, is getting into this, some severe political possibility so, ramifications. So, we that's
1: need to stop. That's exactly, that's exactly what I was about to say. It's like now all of a sudden it's the most apropos topic in the world. All okay. right. Uh, all right. So let's table this conversation to after the
0: recap, and then we can get into it. Okay. because Because I, it's in the recap why he's not a – I mean, he's a monster. He eats anything. But he's not like – he doesn't murder babies. There's no babies
2: in the No, I, I know because they were fertilized. Right. But still – so, so, there was so. Nope. so for, for the pro-lifers out there, there was no conception yet. <laughs> All right, again, let's step back from this ledge. So, Ooh, I feel weird.
1: <laughs> I need an adult. I need a
2: different adult. <laughs> All right, you guys, you ready? Absolutely, Mom. Go for
0: it. Uh, *Mandalorian* Chapter Ten: The Passenger, directed by Peyton Reed. Uh, he's famous from Peyton's Place. No. <laughs> okay. I figured I'd let Drew answer this. He knows all... Do you know? I don't know. Really? I actually don't know. Uh, Ant-Man, Ant-Man 2, and a bunch of other stuff. He directed those. Oh, wow. He picked up uh, after... Uh, What's-His-Face left? And so, yeah. He And he's done some other stuff, but you know, Ant-Man, Ant-Man 2 are kind of our genre films that he will not know. Okay. Uh, written by John Favreau, of course. He, I think he writes all of them, but the one that um, Fulani Fa- uh, writes. Um, stars Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian. Amy Sedaris as Pelimato... Misty Rosa is back, and this time she's playing the Frog Lady. That is her name, Frog Lady. There's no other name for her. <laughs> 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 Man, you have a future in this business, is what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: did, did you feel like? Did you feel like her? Uh, her speaking voice was the same as the aliens from uh, uh, Galaxy uh, Quest. Uh, Galaxy Quest. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we need your
1: help. <laughs> we need your help. <laughs> <laughs> i think my kids think. i mean drew that was that so was closer.
0: drew that was closer to the like invasion of the body snatchers from like 79
2: or 78 <laughs> either that or he was hailing the magic conch from spongebob <laughs> <laughs> oh, la, 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 la.
1: <laughs>
2: uh do you make do you guys remember uh missy roses
0: no she is uh the body of quill she played quill last season oh yep Uh, Richard Aodai is back as the voice of Zero. He's only here for a second, though. Uh, Paul uh, Sun Young Lee as Captain Carson Teva, aka Dick!
2: (laughs) 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 Sorry, Paul, but that, that, man. But you know what? That still gave me hope, like, Big guys can fly X-Wings. right? If Perkins is flying and that dude's flying, I'm like, I'm in. right? I will be blue 17, <laughs> right. whatever.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to JD's X-Wing for big and tall. That's <laughs> right. <You're> not- <laughs> you know, you're in zero G. It
2: doesn't matter what you actually weigh. As long as you fit, you're good. I'm to squeeze you right no, in. You know why well. it works? If you sit, you fit. They-
1: <laughs> is because after after the new, the republic was formed they actually found out they had enough uniforms to sew big and tall outfits. That's been the issue is they didn't let big and tall pilots in because they didn't have enough uh they didn't have the right clothing because everything was Luke Skywalker size, which is like five five seven Tom um, crew size. Yeah,
0: yeah, we so, so it's like Luke, Wedge <laughs> um, big See, look they about all look
1: tiny, tiny, like five eight Tyree guys, five Dutch. <laughs> Nine.
2: Nine <laughs> Yeah, actually, well, nine didn't fly by the X-wing. Did, uh, I guess. In, well, technically, ten fly to B-wing. Ten, well, one oh, nine fly did is is nine flies an X-wing in in
0: the th- the three uh, that I like, but you don't, right?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and he has a great terrible. maneuver in the X-wing game.
0: 9's maneuver, oh,
2: yeah. he does. It's oh, nasty. nine, 9's pilot skill is U U-turn. Yeah, oh. yeah, that U-turn and then get he pulled. No, he's got the U-turn. They all the X-wing T 70s have that, but his was. Pull all the stress if you're within range one and front arc of an enemy. So he could literally drift behind somebody if he's close enough. He's like, and I'm cool about it. (laughs) Murder, 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 murder. murder.
0: Sweet. Uh, Dave Filoni uh, returns as Trapper Wolf. And uh, so do you know who the frog lady's voice was? Oh boy. No. Do you know? Did you look it up? Did you know? No. no. D. Bradley Baker. Who is all the clones in the Clone Wars. So he's Rex and all of them. He's all of them. So uh, Rex is um, the frog. (laughs) Okay. Um, Today's bounty puck is on um, JD's favorite actress. (laughs) (laughs) Amy Sedaris. Amy Louise Sedaris was born March 29th, 1961 in Edicott, New York. She's the younger sister of the famed writer David Sedaris, who's a great essayist. Uh, he's written some novels, too, but his essays are really funny. She has 114 acting credits to her name, but she's most famously known for a Comedy Central show, Strangers with Candy. That's, that's why we call her that on this show. At home, uh, she's also uh, famous for At Home with, with Amy Sedaris, which is, she's been nominated for two Emmys for she's also been an elf unbreakable kimmy schmidt she's voiced characters for steven universe star versus the forces of evil bojack horseman f is for family american dad and a lot more she's an alumna of the second city chicago uh so here's some things she does when she's not acting <laughs> that i thought was fascinating and somewhat fitting of because she's such an odd character. she plays odd characters that's what she really does she just may she. be that person i don't know uh when not acting, she runs a cupcake, cupcake and cheese ball business out of her apartment in Greenwich Village. <laughs> it makes absolute sense. I totally buy it. And so I like cupcakes and cheese, ball, which I don't think has anything to do with each other. I'm, I'm not a baker slash cheese maker. I'm just saying.
1: It sounds okay. delicious.
0: Uh, she occasionally works as a waitress at Mary's Fish Camp in the West Village. <laughs> so she goes to help out when she can. Uh, when she was appearing regularly on the Late Night with David Letterman show, she would buy new pairs of shoes with the money she made from the last appearance. So every time she'd make an appearance, she'd buy new shoes for the next appearance. That's funny. They get paid to go on talk shows. Oh yeah. Oh no, yeah. Nothing's free in this world. Well, that
1: I, I thought it was free. Prom.
2: Oh, okay. Shows what I know.
1: Nothing. Your day's coming. Your day's coming. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, the wor- and the world, the world famous JD Voorhees will have his time. <laughs> <laughs> We're and changing your name for uh, stage.
0: And yep. last but not least, Amy keeps free roaming mini uh, a free roaming mini Rex rabbit named Dusty. which she adopted from rabbit rescue? Dusty's bunny bunny condo was designed by her friend designer Todd Oldham. Amy named her bait good business after her first rabbit, Tattletale. <laughs> she's insane, <laughs> which is a uh, Netherlandish dwarf rabbit. Um, she's an act, she's active in the I didn't know I didn't know about this even existed. She's active in the New York City Rabbit Rescue and Shelter, and an honorary educator at the House Rabbit Society.
1: I didn't know that was a rabbit thing in New York. Did you? <laughs> no, 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 only in Central Park. Like, I would assume that most of these rabbits are—are are they rescued from restaurants, <laughs> <laughs> or Central
2: Park itself? But how do you get a Netherlandic Arctic BC <laughs> saber-tooth
1: rabbit? From- I
0: I don't know where Tattletail came from. I just, <laughs> Tattletail well, is also a normal name for a
2: rabbit.
1: I'm just saying. <laughs> maybe it's because it's New York, and we just don't ask questions in New York.
2: We don't. That's why I moved away.
1: Mm. That's right.
2: So, yeah. So, yay, rabbits. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) All right. Ready for the episode? I wonder if it divided, and that's how she got it. (laughs) (laughs) Or budded. If it's buds or divides. All
0: right. Ready for the mission report? After saving Freetown from a crate dragon, earning Mandalorian armor, and some dragon meat, our friend Mando and the cutest little monster since Gizmo... Are speeding across the deserts of Tatooine when other bounty hunters rig up a tripwire that flips the Mando, the child, and, the, and destroys the speeder. The hunter fights for the child, but the Mando is quickly to beat them up. The tiniest bounty hunter captures the child, and Mando totally trades his jetpack for him. Of course, he sends the little bounty hunter up for a quick test flight and retrieves the jetpack. After, well, he falls to his death. <laughs>
2: That everybody hilarious. and
0: everybody was the child's cool with everyone's yeah. cool with it it's just like alright Manda packs up what he needs and hoofs it back to Moss Eisley where he finds strangers with candy playing uh, sabak with pray a pray mantis thing that they're lovingly called Dr. Mandibles I wonder what Dr. Mandibles is a doctor of
2: um facial
0: protrusions it's probably it'd be funny <laughs> as hell if he was a dentist <laughs> SWC wins uh, a callback from Star Wars Rebel Season 1 with an Idiot's Array Yep, and gets uh, some info on where Mando can find other Mandos to do Mando things with. Enter Frog Lady. Yep, that's what we're calling her, though she's more of a salamander-looking thing. So Frog Lady has a canister strapped to her back with eggs, her eggs, and she needs them for her husband to fertilize them. Kids, this is like the birds and the bees, but I guess it's more like Luke and the Death Star, you know, fly by and fire away. Ugh.
2: Ask your parents. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh Hopefully, it's Does like Luke, image? and it's not like Dutch, and it just impacts <laughs> against the surface.
0: Because
3: then that's awkward.
1: Oh uh.
2: Uh, I was proud I wrote
0: that. I'm just that was saying. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Her husband has seen Mando's uh, one system over. If Armando will give her a ride, then she'll let him know where the other the others wait, uh, wait, where the others he agrees.
1: Wait. Your sentence was, if our Mando will give her a ride. Yes. But there's no reason. Because nothing. I got you. I see where you're going with that.
0: <laughs> so aboard the Razor's Crest, we learned something. The child really likes frog eggs. <laughs> While Frog Lady's in the cockpit, the child heads in the back, gnawing on her eggs. Oh. The Mando stops him. Now, luckily, Frog Lady doesn't keep
2: counting. <laughs> I actually thought that was going to be a thing. Uh, me too. I, I thought she was going to be like, "Oh there my were 32, now there's 31. What's up?
0: No, there's 32, now there's like 12. <laughs> <laughs> well, after that first one.
2: Right. Uh,
0: after a quick nap the, uh, in the crest, uh, is suddenly escorted by two X-Wings. Hey, look, Dave Filoni is back. I guess when you're an executive producer of a show, you can fly an X-Wing. Trust me, if I was an executive producer on this show, you damn right I'd be flying a B-Wing or an Interceptor or commanding
2: an AT-AT. Mm-hmm right i want to make a ship go bop, 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 bop. right lock them ass foils Ooh, I, let me we'll get to talk about we'll that we'll get to talk about that poop my pants <laughs> <Straight> <laughs> up seems up
0: like nukie. the new republic is now running things in this part of the outer rim and they got some questions but mando doesn't like questions and leads them on a chase to the atmosphere of an ice planet after some cat and mouse games the crest ends ends up falling into a crevasse taking serious damage he did not uh, make his saving throw. Looks like all is lost until Frog Lady uses the bo- uh, the body of Zero to talk basic to Mando. He made a promise to get her and her eggs to her husband, and if he doesn't, her whole family line will die. She totally guilt him into helping her again. Mm-hmm. While Mando goes to make repairs, Frog Lady goes off and finds a nas- nice natural hot spring for her and her eggs to chill in.
2: <laughs> or opposite.
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> Mando's not cool with that because he can't protect her at night. I think he's not cool with it because he cannot get into. You know, he's got to remove that armor to get warm. So he's like, "No, we all have to go do this." The child's not cool with it either because he can't eat any more of her eggs. (laughs) God. So he wanders off where he finds a different kind of egg field in the snow and eats one of those. Inside is like is like a spider, and the other spiders don't like that and they attack. So then this episode totally becomes arachnophobia. And or uh, Chamber of Secrets, right? I went with arachnophobia on this joke. Fair spiders, spiders everywhere, spiders. Th- they're the three high tail. The three high tail it back to the Razor's Crest. A giant mama spider monster is trying to get them as well. But Ma- Amanda is clever, and some explosives used to slow down the monster. But I mean, all these spiders are pouring out of everywhere. Where is John Goodman when we need him?
2: <laughs> uh, he's in with the Connors. Right, right. He's in New
1: Orleans. He's in New Orleans. Having a a cup of gumbo.
0: (laughs) Barely escaping to the crest, the spiders are crawling in. Mando uses his blaster and flamethrowers to do his best to keep them at bay. One tries to eat Baby Yoda, but Frog Lady shoots it instead. Mando plans to take off regardless of the damage, but that plan is stopped by the giant spider, who is now on top of the ship holding it down. All hope is lost until Blaster Bolts out of nowhere kill the big spider and starts picking off little spiders. Mando goes to see who it is. Oh, look, it's the X Wing pilots, and they're back and they saved the day. Go, New Republic! Woo-hoo. Hey, now can you help Mando fix his ship? What was that? La, 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 can't hear you. <laughs> they say as they fly off in totally not broken ships. Dude, the New Republic are totally dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Mendo has to make repairs on his own and he manages to keep the cockpit sealed as they limp in through space. The frog lady watches her eggs while the child sneaks one more bite. Seriously, that little dude eats anything.
2: The end. So we just saw the, the, the birth of the first order, right? is like, like, dude, we got it. We got to have something better than these new Republic assholes. Come oh, on, man. They were dicks. Uh,
1: I, I, I have a, I have a pretty, pretty big problem with, uh, with, with the child, with Kevin. Kevin is uh, Kevin's an asshole He's a toddler <laughs> They eat
2: everything I, I know. promise Wait you
1: have children Have uh, your toddlers but, Ever but, but not I been would, assholes <laughs> No They're all No they're, Look who spawned. they are We know that But the fact is Is that After she saved him He still was like Just one more <laughs>
2: Mike still
1: speaks for good
2: Dude they're Pringles <laughs>
1: You can't just have one have on Just one um, they disappeared into his mouth, like the fruit disappears into Anakin's mouth in episode two. Like just terribly magically, they just it just vanished. Did you No, he that? slurps them. It it's a slurp. They just slurp right in. It's they must
2: be it's soft sl- and gooey. <laughs> I would imagine Ooh. so if you ever never mind. <laughs> anyway. he was just like he was like opposite pez. He was like reverse pez. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs> right exactly what now if
2: i don't get a pez a baby a kevin pez dispenser with round <laughs> pez, i'm gonna be pissed
1: that's pretty genius
2: tm why are Cir- you in marketing circle c copyright
1: <laughs>
2: circle c circle c <laughs> um so i wanna, so i want to talk about where i poop my pants okay or would have where i needing to poop Uh, So I'm watching the episode and these two red squadron X-Wings or no, they were blue squadron, weren't they? I mean, they had blue helmets, but red markings. It was weird. I was confused. Anyway, New Republic X-Wings in a classic patrol formation on either side of the Razor Crest. Dude, I'm telling you, if I'm any kind of anything in a Star Wars universe and I'm flying and they go to a channel that doesn't (laughs) include me and I look out my window and both of their S foils go I'm pooping my pants. (laughs) I'm like, oh my god because in this we like, we've seen X-Wings in in action, right? Right. We've seen seen the original trilogy and the T-65s. We know what they can do when they're a squadron, but it's also squadron versus squadron so things are being picked off left and right. Plus, Drew and I have been playing squadrons. We know that it's super easy for an Interceptor to blow us up. But in Mandalorian, the only we've seen them twice now. We've seen three of them in the prisoner episode, right? And now two of them this. As a single fight, they are like if three of them took down a space station. Oh, yeah, they're punchy. I mean, technically, they're one took punchy. down a really big de- state, you know, space station with Luke, but but like just with lasers, they're like blah boom. <laughs> and now they're like blah 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 big ugly spider dead. Like they're they obviously. They did a good job, in my opinion, of showing that X-Wings are something to be afraid of So, did th- for the random, normal person. So
0: did they kill the big spiders with the the
2: wing Oh, yeah. Light, the X-Wing oh, you lasers? you hear. Yeah. I, I knew the second I saw the light flash and I heard the what, it was... I was like, oh, excellent. And then they got out and were like, brruh, brruh, yeah, the, but the repeaters. Even, even
1: the blasters they were using. So they, so they killed mama spider or the big spider with the, with the D 65s. then the blasters were, uh, uh, the a two eighties or whatever they are, the arc two eighties. And so it was like, their their basic. They had full on blaster rifles. They didn't have like a pilot's kit. They were uh-uh. using like the two eighties in there. And that that's like in, in star Wars lore, that's like their rifle. That's the M M four. M16 or M4 I always think about of it as songs.
0: the because the, the, they have the straps it always reminds me of the, the old Kenner toys so, so when you get like a, a normal trooper you
2: got like the the rifle you can sling on their back Yeah.
0: like oh look yep. Kenner <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah no the the first couple shots where it takes the mama spider yeah listen if you watch it again listen and you'll hear the blah, blah, ah, that, yeah the, definitely watch it the, it's a distinctive X-wing laser
1: what the devil hell was that what was what you, seriously?
0: Yeah, don't know idea you are talking about.
1: There was a, a high pitched scream in my in my headphones.
2: Wilhelm? <laughs> seriously? <laughs> no, you guys really didn't hear that. I didn't hear nothing. No, but there's some people playing DDR and stuff down there that maybe something happened that I'm just tuning out. Oh, uh, uh, maybe for it's those just the listening listening at home.
1: Like a cheer or
2: something. The Mop Studios podcast area <laughs> is uh, right by an arcade.
0: <laughs> just how it anyway. works out.
1: Uh, freaky. Uh, so, so here, can I just talk about the overall episode that I have a challenge with?
2: Huh? What? I was ignoring uh, you. What?
1: You wanted to push the, one of the drum buttons. (laughs) Yeah, but I haven't,
2: I haven't programmed it yet.
1: I didn't had time. (laughs) Damn
2: it. Stupid camera Um, scene, everything.
1: I, I, I enjoyed the episode for little nuance pieces. Like I loved seeing the X-Wing sequence was really cool to me. I have, I'm happy to see Pepper Wolf back. Uh, and then Pablo Hidalgo that's kind of fun like if you're a Star Wars fan, that's fun The fact that he says go to two by the way, which is a film reference So if you're on film set you tell somebody to go to two if you're gonna have a private conversation Like it's it's that's film industry speak right there. So the fact that he's like, hey, uh, go to two that's <laughs> Awesome, okay. I had a good laugh But overall I, I did not love this episode and I think I waited for everybody to watch it before I started sending my hate mail through um, <laughs> I thought it was kind of boring, to be honest. I mean, the arachnophobia part was like terrifying for me. Like, I hate spiders. That was not fun. But it was cool to see that the the spider creatures—I don't remember their name—are from rebels. That was fun.
2: This calls it a right? knobby white spider,
1: but Scotty says that's we'll wrong. We'll
0: talk about we'll talk about that in the trivia section.
1: Anyway, point being is like, I just felt like as an episode, it was a little bit on the um, on the boring side. I just didn't find it. I wasn't as engaged in this episode
2: as I was the others. I I feel that because I I distinctly recall talking about the Jabba episode of season one, going that really did nothing to advance the season. Like it it hasn't. So maybe there will be something that it pays off later. Like we got more Quill. You know, it was more of that later. But and and it and it gives them their signet you know, with the, with the mud horn. Right. But, but at that time I was like, "Uh," like you are.
0: So my take on on it is, is that it is, it's incredibly hard just in production and, and story you let off with such a high intense episode. Yep, You've got to let your audience come down from that. And so, you give them a slow intro it's a, I mean this whole episode and' the reason why I like this episode it's between the two of this season it the first episode is better hundred um, percent I think this episode is better than the gunslinger and I think it's way better than the prisoner absolutely so you know there's better than two seasons you know two episodes
2: from, but so so what you're saying is they're crafting these seasons like a mixtape right in the 80s and 90s right you got to start off strong right then you go with the slow jam, jam. then you start building up again and i mean you
0: build- <laughs> and right and, and so this episode i mean this episode is a week after halloween this is this is a horror episode this is straight up a horror film i mean this is yeah. your classic creature feature
2: and when are we gonna get are we gonna get buddy cop then we gotta have buddy cop yeah we'll get buddy cop okay buddy that'll Spencer. be amazing we
1: kind of got buddy, buddy cop, cop last week I kind of yeah
2: like buddycott western but, but i want i want boba or ahsoka going i'm getting too old for this shit i mean come <laughs> on
1: <laughs>
2: rex out there like son of a bitch <laughs> I,
1: I, to, to scotty's point i totally agree with you and i get it i just felt like from a narrative standpoint there could have been a little more uh world building into payoff it when you do the castaway type episode which is what this was like you you basically you crash into a haunted house right what They did they <laughs> yeah. crashed into a haunted house and then it became a creature feature to your point I, I just wish that they could have I would have loved just a little bit on planet. Maybe the spiders come along. He's prepared the ship We go off planet and then we get a piece into the next world just a little bit more Only because now we have to deal with frog lady for pretty much. I imagine uh, I'm gonna assume from a writing standpoint another 15 minutes to 20 minutes and it's kind of like, I'm over her. Let's move on. You like, don't, I get it.
2: You don't think that'll be off screen? I mean, now, what was weird to no. me is, I mean, well, but you know what? If they follow the pattern from season one, so like chapter two followed right on the tail of chapter one in season right. one. Right. Chapter 10 followed right on the tail of chapter nine in season two. But if I recall, chapter three had a small time skip didn't it
0: sort of because four, they go they go to the yeah there's a time because they're on the planet and four for a little while when he meets uh care doom right so,
2: so I'm just maybe there will like if they're following this this recipe that made season one successful maybe we'll maybe we'll be like See him leaving, like the door shutting, and he's got. All right, so we're got to go to block sixty three well, on I, elevation twelve. I think they're going to go back
1: and see Cara Dune and uh, uh, like I. I think Henry cargo. I, I think we're going to see them go to them earlier in the season rather than later. So we could see them in season three. It's the heap, I mean, uh, sorry, chapter three, chapter
0: eleven. Well, next seven. week, next week
1: episode.
2: episode. Okay, I mean that's. cool. I'm I'll just love saying. Love there, it is conceivable that we don't have to deal with frog lady in chapter 11
1: maybe but, but i feel like they set it up so much that this whole idea about like uh, him being a parent and her being a parent and the sort of paternal sort of journey they're on though his child eats her, her children um, that oh. old journey i just i don't know i my my conflict with it was i liked a lot of it i just felt like it didn't um, it didn't build on any character notes enough it built on a little bit of world, but it didn't build on a character. And I so disagree. Whereas- I completely disagree.
0: We we, or, okay. see, we see Din Djarin care for the child more so than we've ever seen. Like we've seen parent the kid, the child. He's never done. We've never seen him do that. We've seen him protect the child. We've right. never seen he's it's good to see that he's accepted this role that he's in it's not just like even the last episode when we didn't have a lot of the child in it you know he's just you know i'm here to protect the, protect this kid i'm gonna bring it, i'm gonna bring it back to its people he's dad in this episode he's that's totally true. that's he, fair enough he's, he's totally dead so so and what's and and this is i think great about what favreau and filoni are doing uh, and this is a filoni trait anyway from from his other shows he doesn't throw it all at everything in one episode He's not going to give you all of this in one episode. He's going to let this kind of marinate over time. And so, to your point, who knows? You know, this may mean something, but it may not mean something till next season. No one,
2: Filoni, hell. Yeah, it might pay off in chapter seventeen. Right, or so you know, chapter forty-two. (laughs) What you know, chapter three hundred and sixty-five, when we have another dad, and he's. 52 right or
0: <laughs> i mean i mean i mean there's callbacks to the prison episode and stuff for for this one and which yeah. was you know why not my favorite episode it's kind of neat to see come back i like to see there's there are kind of qu-
1: consequences for what he was doing
2: but at the same so, time it's sort of resolved it like we're not really looking for you well, anymore as long as you get a transponder and, you're going to be okay
1: and that's the point and that's 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 where at the end of the day like from a writing standpoint i was the most bummed is is jd's point of like uh at the end of the day it just resolved what happened like it makes the prison episode even more pointless yeah it exists yeah right
2: it, it, and I, so as a not writer and a not like in the industry person i felt that that was so stunted it was like we have a loose end here's a quick bow tie where they could have maybe done more with it later,
0: but I don't think it was a loose end. I think it was just an added Easter egg. I don't, I, I don't see the end of the episode of, uh, of the pr- of the prison that that we needed anything to solve. I don't. I, I mean, I think it's more of an Easter egg. Also, I don't think we needed like. It, I, I don't think it is. I mean, while the New Republic we've learned are totally dicks, I don't think you know the New Republic are technically the good guys. Right? Dijarn is not a bad guy. No. And and classic storytelling, bad guys go to jail. He's not a bad guy, so he shouldn't have gone to. They should. Have, I don't well, know what they would have done with him.
2: But if but if Wolf was, I mean, if he's the same character as he was in the Prisoner episode, right? Pilot Wolf, he had less lines in this one because he's terrible. Right. <laughs> but but I mean, he's played the same character, correct? right? So. If you remember, I, like, I watched I binge season one right before two came out. Right. Uh, when the Razor Crest is leaving the space station that the three X-Wings are coming to destroy, I mean, he flies, like, right past him. So I can imagine Pilot Wolf going when he sees it with Tanaka, what did you say his name was? Uh, I was going to say Tanaka, I know that's...
0: T- no, it's not. Um, let's see. Can we-
2: but anyway, him, the dude that is now my second favorite pilot because he just proves that I can fit in an X-Wing, um... I can, I I imagine like pilots are no, he's going to be like, dude, I recognize that.
0: Uh, Captain Carson, Teva.
2: Teva. Um, he, so he, but he's like, you know, Din could have been like, yeah, but I also sent the transponder so you could blow that thing up, but they had most of the information from the vids. So I don't know. I just, it could have, I felt like if they had, it could have maybe paid off bigger later.
1: It could. I. I, I guess my, I'm not upset with the episode as much as I was. I just was. Uh, it was. A, it was. A, I, the formula in the first season, chapters one and two, worked really well for me. Three was okay. I wasn't super upset by. It. I enjoyed it. Four was one of the ones I wasn't super a fan of. But even looking at four compared to this, four had like a beautiful narrative uh, flow compared to what we got in this one. I just was let down. That's all. I was just a little let down by it. I felt like this was a little bit of industry bloat versus uh, um, creative storytelling. And it happens sometimes in second season. It's like third season. Um, Mandalorian season three will be like gangbusters the whole way. That's just mathematically, statistically the way it'll flow. So I think season or uh, chapter 11 should be um, a little more interesting either way. But I think that chapter... What is there eight episodes? Yeah. In this. Yeah. Yep. So chapter eighteen or whatever 16. that would be uh, seventeen would be fantastic.
2: You mean the first episode of season three? Yeah, that's it. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, of
0: course it'd be fantastic because the episode, the season one episode one. I'm
1: just saying our second episode of season three. Sorry, second it. episodes. Yeah, it'll, it'll be stronger. I
2: you know now I'm just mad he didn't make ten episodes season so we could keep this shit straight.
1: Just do I,
0: you just you know you, you have two I'm, less. Bad at te-
1: I'm bad at ten counts, let alone <laughs> eight. Come on. But historically these are both longer, right? Both these episodes are longer. The first the yeah. first well no. They were Is that right. They were about the first one was like fifty eight minutes yeah, and the, the second first, was like fifty
2: three or was 48. forty eight. I think it was, tr- was forty eight. Okay. It's like the first really, thing, because be- I do this podcast. It's the first thing I look at. Then when I turn my 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 phone on and I turn it on and I press play, and then the little bar comes up at the bottom. I'm like, oh, I got 43 minutes of this. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that beard. on the podcast. Woo!
0: <laughs> um, I, I I there's parts of it I don't I don't like Frog Lady. It's a weird character. Yeah, I like I like Agreed. I like the eggs thing. I thought that was neat. And I like the fact that, you know, the it's good to see that the child is a child. We've not really seen the child do childlike things. We've seen it be cute, right? And we've seen it use the force. And now we see this child who, you know, you have to discipline and you have to train. You have to make it, yeah. uh, you know, to to be a protective member of society. And it has it has magic powers and no control. And it's great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, um, the so t- I I agree about Frog Lady, um. I have the same issues with her that I had with the native people from Luke's planet in uh, Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, really. Yeah. Which I know ca- you don't understand the, the, what I'm talking the about, care- Drew. The caretakers. What? what? <laughs> but uh, the problem I have with those character designs is all I see when I see both of those character designs is mom and dad save the planet. Yes. That's all I see is I mom see. And yeah, t- t- mom and dad save the world. Yeah. Mom and dad save the world. All I Terrible see is movie. Terry. G- oh, you take that back! It is wonderful. That should be on one of your other. Con- oh, we podcasts. should totally
1: do that on the catacombs. I'll do it with you. Oh my god! One hundred percent. I love that movie. But
2: oh, <sighs> well, Brooke Shields is so hot in that movie. Oh, <sighs> not Brooke Shields. Kathy Ireland. Anyway, uh, Kathy Ireland. Yes. No, but Terry Gar's attendance. The fish girls. Yeah. That's all I see. That's all I saw in Last Jedi, and that's all I saw with Fish Lady. Was. <laughs> oh, really? How's your bulldog husband? I mean, like, what's up? It's weird.
0: So, can I... Can I I'm with you. Can I offer some criticism for this episode? Because I've been very pro on this one. Sure. Um, dear, dear Lucasfilm, <laughs> um, thank you so much for giving us the gift that is Kevin slash Baby Yoda slash the child. I am thoroughly... I have merchant... I am bought in. I love the thing. However, when you shoot it <laughs> on film... Please don't show it like a full run, like a full like body run, because it looks dumb as hell. <laughs> Give it looks me bad. it looks dumb. It, it it just doesn't look right. It's, it's which is a shame because when it takes the tumble in the speeder bike, that looked awesome. Not because it was hurt I mean, you right. know, like getting hurt, but it was a <coughs> it looked like a real stunt. <laughs> yep, and so and to have that to compare to whatever this thing is kind of being inched along under the snow to make it well I don't know it was weird and yeah. it looked real bad and this is not raise the camera a little bit so we don't have to see it I, I get it we understand that it has legs and it's going to move I'm not going to be like where's its legs
2: but in oh, it looked bad. Empire it looked bad. when you saw Yoda walking it didn't look great yeah, but that's also was a real dude. The puppet? Yeah, so like any shot you saw, you go
0: to like the, the shot where he walks away. Yeah. Um with a with light to get Luke to follow him. That's a
2: dude. It's force is it force perspective. Yeah, he, it was forced also, he's he's also a little
0: dude. It's oh. uh uh Deep Roy who's playing that. Was he? Yeah. Okay. What is he, like twelve? <laughs> Deep Roy's been around for a long time. Oh God, really? Yeah, Deep Roy's been around for a long time. But yeah, so he played Yoda Look, in the Empire. And so anytime you see my those-
1: concern is is that Baby Yoda walking? And and certainly when the spiders happened, it looked like how my kids play with toys running away. Like they just took the toy. I've got I've got a uh, my all time favorite new character, which is Tiny Diamond here. They have Tiny Diamond, and and instead of like kind of doing this, it just goes straight across like it just slides across the ground like there's nothing to it, right, like, it right. just didn't it didn't look right there's no movement physically no nah, it wasn't good doesn't look wasn't right.
0: Good. but so that's that's really what i wanted to say is that y- y'all can do better i mean you make him look real i mean it's crazy how that puppet looks where the eyes and everything just looks amazing yeah and just hey, to hey, have that's the-
1: what i said last up. Ep- some of that's CG, right? Some of that is CG on top of it. So right. the puppet exists, and then they're adding CG. Right. Oh, like it is should is be. I, I, you know, Good
0: practical and digital should work together, and they've got it to a point where it looks so real. Well, we talked about this in the in and um the recap episode that people thought the puppet was real for at times. Then they would treat the puppet like a like a baby. They were they were Werner Herzog was all over about that puppet. He loves baby. Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Um. He, he, you know, it's just—it needs work. <laughs> it needs the walking needs work, and and there's some great shots of him walking, but it, it's 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 like the camera's raised, so you don't get have to actually see his feet. So he can't. like when he walked away from the Mandalorian when he's when when he's going to go like, tell the the, the frog lady he's gone because you know he's like, hey, come help me, come make yourself useful, and he's uh-huh. like, no, I'm going to go eat eggs because <laughs> you know that's what he's thinking. He's like, the eggs are over here. This is where I want the eggs, and so. I, I also like how he just um, straight up ate the spider. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: just, he's just like, whatever. It's,
0: it's Crunchy good. egg. It's great.
1: Did you like the fact that the way it opened was very much like Aliens? Oh, I yeah. felt like it was a very alien. Mo- I thought it was a beautiful little touch.
2: It's a good homage. Yeah, yeah. And it was also it, because that is ingrained in our psyche that's like, oh, that's going to be dangerous. <laughs> like just yeah. just the way the egg unfolded.
1: Like there's now there's
2: that's the way the cookie crumbles, that's the way the egg unfolds. Like that's bad. Yeah, it's exactly (laughs) right. And while as dumb as
0: as dumb as maybe you'll look when he was running away though, it was it was kinda funny when he was you know, his adorable scream (laughs) is <laughs> like what oh crap because i don't think he's ever, a, ever seen that kid move that fast toward him so he knows there's danger and, right. so, and, and his screams just a door so it doesn't sound like a scream it's like oh he's going to die <laughs> and yep. then i also like the scene where they're in the cockpit with him and the spiders are all over him and like on his head <laughs> just i enjoyed that it's fun fun it stuff was good anything else any other comments anything you want to to before we move on no not that i know i'd
1: love to hear some trivia because i'm sure you've got some good bites i don't i have some trivia but they're not great
0: (laughs) um i have uh uh, like four pieces of trivia uh the passenger and dr mandible were both previously seen in the most isaac cantina and our favorite episode the gunslinger (laughs) chapter five so they're both there the ba- I, the frog lady is yeah the frog lady's in the background too oh nice so is R five D four and so I like how um, strangers with candy now is just collecting a new hope droids
2: right because she's got she <laughs> has R five
0: D four and then she now has Treadwell who's in um, episode is uh, episode four yeah and so he's just like well uh, and she's also
2: got episode one droids I mean she's yeah, got a couple pit got, droids she's got pit droids too but I like the fact that yeah. we're seeing these. I love those droids are 100 years old and oh, yeah. working. They're like, whatevs. I got this. <laughs>
0: you just treat them well <laughs> or treat them okay. Uh, at the Docking Bay Palamata, we've just talked about this WD-15 Treadwell droid is seen roasting crate uh, Dragon meat on a pod racing engine. When you get to visit Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland or Disney World, uh, you can visit an e-tree called the Ronto Roaster that does the same thing. So there's Ted Rell and he's got a, a little Ronto meat he's, he's roasting over. Oh, uh, fun. Yeah, cool. so That's fun. You can see that. Uh, I have pictures. I actually, I'll find them and I'll post them in our show notes from when I went before the world shut down. Right. It's <laughs> so the last thing I got to do before. Like, oh, now you can't travel. <laughs> Mine was Pensacon. Um, uh, I'm planning another trip back in, uh, to go in March. You're both invited if you want to go. Cool. Um, a large hairy Gregorian can be seen in the most Eisley Cantina. This species was first seen in, uh, on screen uh, in the shape of one of, of Sargares a partisan on name moroff in rogue one he you know he's a big giant white looking thing not quite a wookie but he's big he had a big ass gun with him too and uh rogue one star wars story how are the the one scene here is the same as the kessel mine uh, mine spice stains in his fur so they basically use the same suit from solo star wars story okay <laughs> and didn't clean it up they just put him in the background <laughs> brilliant. brilliant nice like no one will see that nerds are like it's got stains it's from solo <laughs> So let's talk about the spiders. So when I saw the spiders, I immediately thought Rebels, uh, the Krakna that are on uh, Adalon uh, or Chopper, uh, Chopper's base, um, the ones that, you know, predominantly the end of season three and all of season four, you part parts of season four, you see them. And uh, apparently I'm wrong.
2: <laughs> they're the ones around the, that keep coming to try to get to the, the Bindu. Yeah. It's they're
0: around the Bindu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they are based on uh, something called the Nabby white spider which was from um, early renderings by uh, uh, um, Macquarie's Macquarie art for for Empire Strikes Back Luke was supposed to fight them in on Dagobah.
2: oh, oh what? Cool.
0: yeah so in legends here's the legends version of this this is from I quote from the text of Wikipedia. <laughs> Uh, the knobby white spider was a large land speeder sized arachnid like organism native to the swamp world of dagobah it had a large lumpy body with bloated bulbous head eight gnarled legs and one large stinger used to capture and sedate its prey one of the most bizarre organisms on dagobah the knobby white spider was in fact a mobile root that was part of the g- uh, gnarl tree's life cycle composed primarily of calcified wood, it would break free of its parent tree, roam the swamp and devouring animals. After gathering enough nutrients, the spider would find a clear spot and anchor its legs. And it, if it survived the period, it would eventually transform it into roots, allowing the spider to grow into a towering tree. Uh, during this period, it's vulnerable to bog wings and juba birds. Uh, in addition to a very large one, there was also smaller ones, knee-high ones. Luke Skywalker ended up facing a number of these during his training. Wow. Okay. Right. So they are tree spider things so
2: interesting i mean it's an interesting concept um
1: uh, officially the that's definitely it's sp- uh, definitely like some acid trip type stuff when you have a spider that turns into a tree you've had a couple of doses of timothy leary <laughs> uh
0: officially the spider is not named yet neither is the frog lady species um but um so we're waiting to find out what someone to, hopefully pablo or matt or somebody will come out and say hey it's this is what these are but i'll keep looking
2: for twitter on that she got cosmopolitan neapolitan tadpolitan,
0: tad-politan. <laughs> uh,
2: she's a tadpolitan
0: she's a tadpolitan I like it, I'm, and, and now it's canon and 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 the My Star Wars Mando life Mando life world.
2: <laughs> Brilliant! But in their native language, that's. Ah! <laughs>
0: you have a future in in voiceover. You're great. Yeah, I could be a frog person. You could be a frog lady.
1: <laughs> you have a face for a frog person. <laughs> <laughs> what you can't see is he He's gave fl- me a finger. He's flipping him the falcon,
0: but with a different bird. <laughs> <laughs>
1: flipping him the falcon. <laughs> oh,
0: that's good. Kids, ask your parents about it. <laughs> they're gonna have a lot of. They're gonna have more I questions. I think i the title of this episode. Kids, ask your parents about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Um, Kids don't eat that. Kids don't eat that. That's the name of the episode. Kids <laughs> don't eat that.
0: Um, the frog lady species thing. I was looking on Pity about it. Um, they were talking about what colors they come in, and one of them they said, in and in, in juvenile form, they're orange and blue, like and like what they look like in eggs. And I'm like, that's not even. They haven't been conceived yet. That's just an egg. <laughs> so no like tree frogs. <laughs> they're not. You have to, no. You have to wait to see what color they turn into. <laughs> yep. Not oh, the best. I wonder when we see her husband next episode. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs>
2: If he's a chicken or a cow, I'm leaving.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not watching
0: that.
2: I'm not watching that fertilization is all I'm saying. Also, it sucks
0: that you have to go to this one planet. Like, this is a, where we can only live. I guess it's like here. I can't. No,
2: he, she does say he's gone there to carve out a life. Right. He could have stayed on Tatooine, but he probably didn't have a job. So she's like, bitch, if you want to fertilize my eggs, you better go get a job. And so he's like, fine. Well, the only job I can find is on rick Blik blick. Okay. And, okay. <laughs> So they're headed to an estuary
0: planet. So, Nor- so knowing George Lucas, it's a whole planet with a giant river and like the little bit of land. Oh, Estuary.
2: Yeah, oh, what it. if what what if she puts his ass through this? All right, you want to come fertilize my eggs? Swim up that river.
1: <laughs> I am not a salmon person. <laughs> I don't care. So 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 one thing to take away from this that you said it now that it sparked in my brain is uh, hyperdrive would have killed her eggs right that's interesting that's an interesting idea yeah that's the first time we've had some kind of like Star Trek level hard science in in Star Wars like but
2: why the velocity the vibrations Mm. but wouldn't the gel they're in and the water kill the like uh, what's the word I'm looking for soak up not right Uh, absorb yep (laughs) <laughs> the vibrations. I like. Soak up. <laughs> soak up. It's a, that's, she's, I need a thesaurus for soaked up. You, you said she's not coming yet. Probably three or four more episodes. Right. Soak up. Soak
1: up. <laughs> soak up. Oh, uh, 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 soak up. Uh, somebody should make a shirt with paper towels with Sipka
2: with, with on them. Oh, it got to never mind. I'm going to shut right up. <laughs> I was trying to get Cardi B involved, but let's not. <laughs> she a bad B. which what I'm saying. She a bad B. I'm just saying. I, mm, Ahsoka. Mm, Rosario Dawson.
0: You're getting her in a couple episodes.
2: I wish. Wait. Five. five. I think, no, I, I think um, it's five she's coming in. Anyway. Danny, I hope <gasps> you're not listening. Does Danny listen? I don't know. <laughs> not after this one. Ah. <laughs> You don't have, not like, anymore. the agreement of you have just one... Oh, member. yeah, no, there's there's the... I, there, you know what? This is not the forum for this discussion. Kids, <laughs> you ask your parents.
0: <laughs> anyway. I think it's good stuff. Uh, so, uh, Oh, uh, speaking of PentaCon and Ahsoka, uh, Ashley Eckstein's coming. Woot. Yeah, so the voice of Ahsoka, Tom, is going to be at uh, PentaCon. Are we going to be at Pentagon? Uh We will in some capacity. I'm not sure exactly cool. what. Well, you know, at least we'll be... Is Pensacon going to be a Pensacon. Yeah, Pensacon's happening. Okay. Pensacon's happening. Um, uh, we got panels to do. I think I'm going to do uh, one of these panels. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be a Mando one or my Star Wars live. We'll do, we'll do something cool. And
2: uh, that'd be awesome. So Can I'm bump- I defend my uh, trivia title?
1: Uh, Might be. We'll be doing. We'll be doing a hashtag hashtag. Of course, that's that's always popular. Hang on. Uh- just remind me offline to uh, let's see what we can set up for that. Sure. Let's right. See what we can reach out and get. I, I bet we can we can pull some strings. I really do think we can.
0: All right, I'll let Drew try. Could Drew pull some strings earlier? So let's see what
2: how many strings he can find. Again, not the forum for that conversation. So we'll just move Kids along. Ask your parents. <laughs> move along. Move along. Move along. Move along.
0: Uh, unless there's anything else, gentlemen, everybody good?
2: <laughs> no, but I'm good.
0: This is Scotty saying this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours!
2: And may the force be with you. I knew you were going to say that. This is the way. This is the
1: way! I have spoken.
3: for listening to the Mobcast Network.